Good or trash. Episode 219. Before Watchmen, Minutemen. My name is Eric. And I'm Jason. Welcome to the show, Jason. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. <laughs> We're bringing it down a little bit. We are bringing it down. We're keeping it cool and mellow. While everybody else is out there celebrating the football game. Yep. <laughs> laughing and cajoling and drinking. Oh, yeah. Raging themselves raping. On, on fried foods and alcohol and debauchery. <laughs> of course. Hey, what's up? Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> it is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, it is. Here at the Gutter Trash Studios and everywhere else. Yes. And uh, as per every Super Bowl, uh, here we are talking about something nerdy. <laughs> yes. I love that about us. <laughs> I just I work at a store that sells sports cards, and I just found out Friday what teams are in the football game. <laughs> Did you don't know? I don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. If you tell me, that's when I find out. The 49ers. Uh-huh. San and, Francisco. And that's right. And and Baltimore. Do you know who they are? The Ravens. That's right. Simone Warner. Uh, <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, it was a sort of a trick question because if you weren't up to date on football, you might have said the Colts because in the like in the sixties and seventies it was the Baltimore Colts. Really? Yeah. Again, learning new things. I found that out Friday too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, of course, the Baltimore Ravens are actually the Cleveland Browns. Really? Yeah. They Back, changed their uh, name after uh, they they uh, they fucked off out of Cleveland and moved to Baltimore and became the Ravens. Yeah. And so the the the, the Cleveland Browns that exist now are replacement Cleveland Browns. Oh, they're like the Vance and Coy of the Browns. Sure, <laughs> I don't know what that means either. <laughs> the two dudes that that showed up when uh, uh, John Snyder and whoever oh, and whatever his yes. name, uh, Tom Wopat. Tom Wopat, yeah. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. The Dukes of Hazard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I, I don't like football. I don't like football either. I, or the Dukes of Hazard. I would rather watch the Dukes of Hazard than football, but I would yes. rather not do either. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, obviously, I'm not a jock, but I would watch. I would watch just about any other sport. I could watch baseball. I could watch basketball. Yeah. I could watch hockey. I could watch NASCAR. Uh, <laughs> I've only seen one NASCAR game race. Race. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen one in my life, and it was like two weeks ago. But uh, that's not true. Yeah, yeah it was like no, no, two that, or three weeks that ago. That is not true. Because well, I remember at least a year ago, you telling me how awesome it was when you and Kathleen's dad watched. That, uh, that's NASCAR. what. I was, that's what we did. Yeah, was that was like a year ago. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, it seems like it was. It's so burned fresh in my mind. <laughs> but but yeah, but football's always been my least favorite sport to watch. Always. I've only uh, I've only watched maybe like five football games in my life. 
I've seen more than that, but uh, uh, I would uh, I would much rather uh, burn my eyeballs out with curling irons than watch NASCAR. <laughs> uh, but I am perfectly okay with ignoring a football game when it's on. Yeah, yeah. You should watch NASCAR with Kathleen's dad sometime. It's pretty fun. I will not watch he'll, it with anyone. Grill out and give you some beers. I like both of those things, yeah. <laughs> uh, but if the uh, the condition is that I have to watch NASCAR, I will <laughs> rather play <in> traffic. <laughs> well, well, his house he lives in the middle of South Vienna, so if you try to play in traffic, you might be waiting a, a long time in the middle of the road. <laughs> It's not like this the the metropolis that is Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm uh, I'm not a football fan, but uh, I don't I don't hate football. I just uh, would rather not uh, ever watch it if I didn't have to. All right, all right. Uh, and other sports, I'm I'm mostly fine with. But also, yeah, anytime sports are on, I. Think of a thousand other things I would rather be doing. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind going to a game. Yeah, like like being there live. I'm fine with that. That's more fun. It yeah. is a lot more fun, yeah. and you actually feel like you're maybe doing something. Yeah, you're at least hanging out with your friends and socializing. Right. You know, with a football game, you're just sitting in your house, and you can yell at a guy. Like uh, yeah. I've 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 yelled at a. Uh, people on opposing hockey teams before when I went to Jim's games. Yeah. Um, Maybe I don't want to go to a hockey game. <laughs> I've only done that once. Quiet yeah. dignity. I, Still counts. I was probably drinking. Uh, <laughs> all my friends were doing it. No, actually. <laughs> no, I think I went with one other guy, and uh, I don't think he was yelling either. So, But, yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm with you. Live is better. Yes, it is. Unless you're talking about music. Yeah. Then I would rather have well, a CD. I mean, yeah, I guess overall I'd rather just stay home and do nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember when I used to love going to concerts, but I I would much rather have the CD and a comfortable chair in my house yeah. than, or, or the record. You know, I'll take a vinyl. I'll even take a cassette. I got a Walkman. Right. right. But, but I'd, yeah, I'd rather not go see most people play live. Right. There's exceptions, but... Uh, yeah, it's been about six years. Eh, maybe not that, but, but at least six years since uh, I went to see any kind of band perform. And it has been 11 years since I actually went to a concert concert. Really? Yeah. Well, we went to see Hank 3. That was a concert. Eh, okay, all right. But that, that's also six years. Was, yeah, it's been a while, yeah. 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 Uh, but I'm talking like stadium concert. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Like a big, yeah. yeah. Well, when I consider the Hank three thing more like, uh, it's in between going down to elbows and Santa show right. and, and the, the stadium. Thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't consider that a concert. Right. It's just a, a show that we had to drive a far yeah. away. To. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, instead of any place that stamps your hands. Right. Yeah. Have, uh okay it is uh it is the <laughs> it's uh the the normal show that I would uh, go to when when I would do such a thing is when uh you know it was mostly just packed full of uh friends of the band okay yeah and uh then uh you know like the Hank 3 is uh, where you know there's only a couple of friends of the band right, right. and then the rest is just 
people. Yeah. But then there's the stadium thing, which is uh, nobody is friendly. Nobody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I'm with you. Yeah, I haven't been to one of those giant shows. I don't, I don't know. Andrew Bird was bigger. Like, I went to see Andrew Bird a month or two ago, and that was at a theater. But it was like, I mean, it was like a nice, it was just like a nice theater, like where we, when we went to Chicago to see right. Never Not Funny. It was, it was just like that. It was just some old theater that was mostly full of people. Right. Sit down? It was a sit down. Yeah. yeah. Was, that's, 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 that's performance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the sit down show, man. Yeah. I would have hated it when I was like 20, but I right. fucking love the sit down show now. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hmm. So let's get into this. Ooh. Before Watchmen. Minutemen. By Darwin Cook. He did it all. He he did most of it. Uh, he didn't color it or He anything, did not but... color it. Phil Noto color. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Which uh, he's uh, not primarily known as a colorist. No, he's not. He's uh, mostly known as a penciler. Uh, so Darwin Cook. Exploiting... The blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> of Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. That's right. Pissing on their graves. Yep. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, where where do we start with this? Um. Yeah. Uh, there there was apprehension, I think, on both of our parts of reading before Watchmen because, I mean, there's there's something about about that that you're like it's cool to leave it alone yeah but at the same time i was really excited once i heard who all you know the creative teams were yeah uh the only interest that i really had in this whole thing when it was announced uh for for the listener that may not know and if you don't what the hell are you doing here uh but before watchmen was announced like last year or something like that and it was uh basically a prequel to to alan moore's watchmen you mean dave gibbons watchmen alan moore <laughs> alan moore's name isn't on that movie <laughs> i've watched that movie uh i'm talking about the original comic oh, okay. alan moore's name is still on yeah that's true uh um uh so anyway so it was like six miniseries uh eight? six or i think it's eight now yeah because uh, they added Mala. i know they've added a few right there. uh but but yeah just prequels to the Watchmen story about the different characters told by some pretty big names in yeah comics, oh yeah uh such as a darwin cook uh straczynski J. Michael Straczynski, one of the biggest names in comics. It has, like, literally. It has a lot of letters <laughs> in it. Uh, Joe Kubert, uh, Man- Brian Azzarello, Amanda Connor. Amanda Connor, Adam Hughes, who ruined my life. <laughs> uh, uh, just a ton of people. Ed- Eduardo Risso. Uh, he, he did the, I think he did the Moloch, didn't he? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, after the point I really stopped paying attention to and or caring. Yeah. Steve Rude did uh, one of them. Did he? He did the, the dollar bill. Okay, then. Again, also well after the fact that I stopped paying attention. Right, right. Uh, there's a point to what I'm saying here, and it is that I stopped giving a shit about this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... Uh, 
Okay, so so the books were solicited, and like they started coming out right around the same time that I started doing the mail order thing. Okay, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so like the first issues came out like that first month or so that I started like placing those orders, and the the company that I do the orders from offered like all the first issues for a dollar each. Yeah, that's a good deal. Cover and, price of four dollars. So right. Yeah, that's a good deal. And so, I think I had decided at that point that I wasn't going to get any of them. Like, like it just like I'm not so much like I, I don't feel any kind of righteous indig- indignation. Oh, Indignation. Fuck? Indignation yeah. against uh, DC for for doing this. Right. Like in the end, like. They fucked over Alan Moore, but at the same time, they still own those characters and can do whatever the fuck they want with yeah. them. And I think waiting 30 years, especially after like a big movie about it, right. to you know, even attempt to do this. And they've asked him. They've asked do. him numerous yeah. times, and they have respected his wishes to not do anything up until this point. Right. But there's got to be a point where, like, I mean... They're a giant corporation. Yeah. And at some point, like, the bosses are just going to say, well, fuck that bearded asshole. <laughs> uh, man, I hate fucking bearded assholes. <laughs> like, I always shave them right, right before I get in there. Well, you don't want to get taken. No, no, yeah. It's, uh, like, it's cough circulation. Right. So, so you know, it's like, it's totally within DC's right to do this. It's a little distasteful, but, you know, again, they waited Far beyond what oh, yeah. I think any other corporation would uh, Yeah, have. right. You know, out of, like, this sort of respect and, and maybe sort of a hope that, well, if we treat him nicely, maybe he'll come back and yeah. work for us one day kind of thing. And maybe, like, a fear that fans wouldn't jump on board right away. Right, right. And there's been some controversy about this thing. Right. You know? Uh, so, like, despite the names of the people attached to this thing that I really enjoy like i think i had decided that i wasn't gonna get this at all right uh but then you know money talks and offering every book for a dollar it's gonna make me change my mind yeah that's a good deal right it's a good deal uh so i went ahead and did them i uh, got the books uh, at least the ones that I, I felt the most uh you know a slightly more desire to read there right. than any of the others uh, and, uh, and then, like, they started coming, and I never bothered to read any of them. Really? Okay. And then it got to the point where, like, they were coming out in, like, weird intervals, and... Oh, yeah. It was, like, scattered around, and then, plus, like, you know, that discount didn't go on to the other months. <laughs> right. I mean, they're still cheaper, you know, than, than normal, but, uh, you know, it got to the point where I was like, oh, well, I, you know, my, my... My interest in this is so minimal. Yeah. That, like, I just canceled all of them, and I got rid of the ones that I had gotten. Uh, and so, like, you know, yeah, I just... It's like, for, for like, a brief moment, I had an interest in this and, and just decided to back out against it. And I honestly would not have read any of these if you hadn't have picked this. Right. You know? Hmm. And, um... I feel justified. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure which way you're gonna go with that. Um, 
So you did not like this? I did not. Oh, you did not. Okay. Um, we've reviewed a couple of other Darwin books before. Hmm. Hunter, uh, Hunter, right? Uh, the Hunter and uh, Selena's Big Score. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and I think I've probably said it in both of those that I think Darwin Cook is a fucking great artist. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really solid writer. I enjoy seeing him uh, do things. Um, but uh, this was just not good for so many reasons. Really? Yeah. I uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I think I honestly thought I would like like it more. I thought I would fucking love it. Right. But I but I I'd say I liked it a lot. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we at this point have reviewed something like. 105, 110 different comics right. over the four years, five, four and a half years we've been doing this. Um, we've also reviewed just as many movies. Uh, but the one thing that I've said about some movies, but I don't think I have ever said about any of the comics we have ever read, oh. is that I found this to be fucking boring. Really? Yeah. Really? I don't think I have ever found any of the comics that we've read, whether I liked them or not, to right. be just boring okay and man this was a slog (laughs) it's it's got a slow pace to it i i fell asleep reading every issue really yeah what was it was it like super late or super early no no just uh started reading and i would just doze off huh do you think it's uh like it has a very like like an astringent grid he uses? Like, there's that... Cir- has nothing to do with that. Okay. Because like, it's, mean, it's monotonous, like the grid, and like it's, you know... If anything, I'm impressed by that. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah, I thought it was yeah. cool. Because, uh, I mean, obviously it's, it's paying homage to, you know, the, the original Watchmen. Right. Uh, by doing that. Uh, but, you know, I think, I think any other artist may have uh, just done you know all willy-nilly kind of you know crazy panels and whatever yeah and he really sticks to that grid and i think that is far more impressive than you know just splash pages and breaking panels and stuff like that like i don't think there's any example in there of like anything breaking through the panel borders no i mean there's there's like there's large images but it's broken up by the panels right exactly yeah yeah. um I, i think Structure-wise and and artistically and design-wise, this is a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think story-wise, uh, I found it super dull. And uh, honestly, like just didn't care about anything in it that happened. Because it's already all been covered in a big-ass book that came out 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess twenty five years ago, whatever. But do you think it's do you think it's maybe you know, something something to do with, with the characters that he was using that maybe like, you know, he's he's basically telling backstory and uh and it wasn't as exciting because he's got a you know, a limited place to go with it. Maybe he's like holding back a little bit or something. Um maybe. I mean I mean be. I mean I didn't find it boring at all, I'm just trying to figure out why. Well, you did. I mean, yeah, that, that is a pretty big reason, I think, is because, mm. you know, uh, 
I mean, yeah, I already know how it all pans right. out. Yeah, it's like watching a prequel to a, a, like the Star Wars prequels right, or something. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, even with that, uh, well, I think the main problem is that uh, practically everything in this book is like like all the big points in this book are covered in Watchmen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like, so it's like, like deaths and reactions. Right, yeah. And, yeah. So it's like it would be as if, uh, you know, in Star Wars we got like a, this huge flashback to something that happened in the past, and then the prequel was just sort of filling in the blank spots in between those flashbacks. Right. Uh, where, but what it actually was was uh, there was nothing like that in Star Wars, and so he could have done anything he wanted. Right. And so it was pretty much unexplored territory, and this is all just uh, well, it's filler. All right. <laughs> I, see, I enjoyed it though. I mean, like, cause is it, is it Hollis Mason? Is that his name? Yes. Okay. It kind of focuses on the original Night Owl. Um, he's writing a, a memoir, basically. Which is in the Watchmen. So, yeah, which you may have known from. In detail. Right. But, but it's like, it's, it's like this fun, like, kind of. Oh, fun is not the word I would use. <laughs> I think it's fun to go back and look at, uh, like that whole era, like, because it has a different, it obviously has a different feel. Like the Watchmen, like I, you know, we've both read the Watchmen on more than one occasion, yeah. and and I think we can both agree, like as great as Alan Moore is, like his stuff is so like just you just feel so detached from the characters. It's like you're watching them in a petri dish or something. Right. Like, like there's no like funness to any of his characters. No. Um, I don't know if that's a reflection on like the way he. Like interacts with he humans. doesn't seem like a fun person. Yeah, like I couldn't imagine him like like you know laughing or kissing someone <laughs> or you know I don't know. But well, I couldn't imagine him laughing because he has no mouth. <laughs> no one could tell. Yeah. Like, Did you hear that, Alan? He's like, I was laughing. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I thought some of it was like it. It had like a a a, a retro exuberance to the characters. You know, like a, a golden age kind of feel to like a, a little more fun it was like a you know a bruce tim batman version of the watchman or something uh, so, no yeah i just I didn't get that feeling at all from it uh i just it was just i mean i mean the art is gorgeous uh, like, yeah like, it's you know, amazing like, amazing art i can't find any fault in in just that you know that right. portion of this book uh, but, but no, I, I still didn't feel any sort of sense of fun. Really? Okay. Uh, like, like, you know, it's like, because I think the story counters like the, the sort of, uh, uh, lightness that, that his characters, that, that Darwin Cook's style right. has, yeah, which is weird because, you know, I mean, he is like an excellent noir, you know, type artist. Yeah, that is and, that is strange, yeah. Uh, but but he manages to just sort of make this really dark but cartoony art style like work, yeah. You know, like the Bruce Timm Batman the anime series, which is you know where where Darwin got his start, yeah. You know, uh, but like yeah, I, I, I don't feel like I ever thought this was fun yeah, at okay. all. I mean, it is darker. I mean, it, it is it is strange that Darwin Cook's style is. I mean, to to look at it, like some people 
superhero shoppers at Mavericks like looked at it and they're like, "What is this cartoony right, yeah. art? You know, just look like crap. It's kid stuff or something." Because right. um, yeah, when 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 your average reader looks at it, it looks like it looks more akin to the funny papers than it does right. the current Marvel or DC house styles. Right. Um, but that's fucking awesome, you know. But oh, yeah, but yeah. It, it's so weird to me that yeah, his stuff is usually has like a darker or like a crime tinged tone to it. Yeah. Which seems odd for his style. Like, it seems like he could be doing, um, I don't know. I mean, something lighter would be, seems like it would fit his style, but, but I think it, it actually does work, though. Oh, yeah. I, I think, uh, well, I mean, obviously it's, it's what he prefers to do. Yeah. I mean, he has a draw to that sort of thing. Right. You know, uh, and, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, I just, I think, you know, I don't know. For me, like, anyway, I think I would rather see any type of comic, no matter what it is, like crime comic, superhero comic, whatever, to be in a in an exaggerated cartoony yeah, style. Yeah, like me, his, me too, me too. You know, rather than, you know, a, a Greg Land or something. You know, Hyper-rendered. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It loses some of the... But yeah, yeah. It loses something when it's so tight like that. Exactly. Uh, and it's like, like I don't want to slag on Dave Gibbons here either, but like uh, after reading this, I kind of flipped through the original Watchmen just to sort of get my bearings on like you know where this story like falls, you know, in right. relation to like you know stuff that was revealed in that book, and so just flipping through that you know for the first time in a couple of years like i notice how sort of stiff and, and uh you know tightly rendered you know that dave gibbon style oh, is, yeah. even though like i'm sure that was alan moore was cracking in well, the whip. Sure, yeah but but even at the ta- at the same time like he, he's it's not to say that dave gibbons is a a Greg Land style of artist, like right. he definitely has his own style, and it's definitely an old school style. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but but even then, like it's it is a, a version of that hyper realistic yeah. thing that that uh, doesn't appeal to me as much uh, now that it used to, you know, when I was a kid. Right. Uh, but you know, I mean. Like, like, I think Darwin's art is, is perfect for the setting of this story. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think he definitely is a good match for those characters and for the type of story that he told in it. Right. Uh, I just didn't enjoy that story. I, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know exactly what to expect. Um, I didn't know if this was going to be, you know, just like an adventure with this team or if it was supposed to lead you to the place where the Watchmen began. But, right. But, uh... Yeah, it sort of had a, it sort of had a, I mean, it has this, a similar feel for some of the characters, like the comedian plays a pretty big role. Right. And, uh, and it sort of solidifies his character early on, you know, the character that sort of becomes, you know, the guy that's killed in The Watchmen. Uh, spoiler, if you haven't read The Watchmen, the comedian dies. <laughs> on the first page. <laughs> Actually, on the cover, probably. Yeah, blood, you know. But, um, depending on which version you get. <laughs> yeah, if you have the international version, you don't really see that. But, um, but yeah, so, like, I don't know. I think it fits in well with the whole Watchmen canon, but yeah, I don't know. Well, that's sort of one of my problems with it is that, like, 
as I was reading it, I was continuously thinking back to the Watchmen. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's been more than a few years since I've, I've actually read the book. And the last time I tried, I could not get through it. Okay. Like, like I find that book to just be really dull and tedious too. Right. Uh, but I mean, I loved it when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure I would have loved this book as a kid too. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I mean, they said fuck in it. Yeah. <laughs> Cartoons saying fuck. Yeah. I, I saw a boob. In this one? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, during the, the, uh, chapter where, uh, uh, the silhouette uh, gets uh, shot after. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. I think I did jerk off to that one. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see a boobie jerk off. It's oh, just yeah, well, that's yeah. what you do. That's human nature. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's like you know, I kept trying to fit it into what I already knew about the Watchmen, and like I said, like a lot of it was just sort of filling in the spaces that you know we didn't necessarily know, right? But you know, the entire time I'm thinking, well, we also didn't need to know yeah. any of this. It, I wonder if, though, he just wanted to tell his story, but at the same time plug in little references to, like, you know, to make people go, okay, well, you know, that's why this, they bothered calling this the Watchmen, because it has right. to tie in somehow. But, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think the story was its strong point, but I enjoyed the story. I found it, I found it good. Uh, I just... Uh, you know, the artwork was so amazing that I think I could look past even a bad story. But right. but I, I don't think it was bad. I just think I just think it was good. I think it was a bad story with incredible art. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, same story with anyone else trying it. I definitely would have disliked it a lot more. I mean, maybe he was sort of preparing for this because he kind of hits you over the head with something on the very last page, um, but. Hollis Mason's fixing a car and the last I mean this is not a real spoiler it's the last dialogue bubble in the book but but he says it'll never be like it was when it was new but there's still plenty of life in this old baby yeah but I don't think there is (laughs) so maybe he was trying to like say that like I realize this isn't going to be a watchman but I think the characters are rich enough that you can tell more stories with them but again I don't think that there is yeah uh, I think everything that was said about this particular group of characters was said in The Watchmen. And right. Anything else is just incidental, and the fact that it's also just a giant flashback. Right. You know, just, it, like, in the end, it becomes something that just overall doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't add anything to The Watchmen. Uh, if anything, like, I, th- I feel like it takes away from that. Yeah. And, and I'm saying this as a person who... Has grown to not care about the Watchmen at all. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't really care about the Watchmen because, like, we've talked about this before. They're basically parodies of actual characters, right? And, yeah. Like Blue Beetle and right. You know, whatever. But and, and 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 I'll always say I would much rather see any artist that I like creating something brand new. Oh yeah. yeah. Every single time. Like I, I wish he would have done something that wasn't the Watchmen. Right. That it was just his own creation. But, the, you know, but I still enjoyed it. I still thought it was good. I mean, I'm glad the Durham Cook is always doing something. Yeah. I just, you know, one day I want him to do something I want to read. Maybe he was such a huge fan of The Watchmen that he just was well, so excited to be part of it or something. Well, I imagine that's why, well, that and a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, why, pay, uh, yeah, people are excited about like, this. Like any of the, the creators worked on it, but, but that is, it's like, 
reading this, it is a lot like just fan fiction. Right, yeah. You know, it's just, I mean, because obviously, you know, there's no input from Alan Moore on, like, any of these characters outside of just what any of the writers have read from the original book. Or, Or maybe, like, maybe in the 80s, maybe he, like, Gave some backstory in right, the yeah, interviews maybe. or something. Who knows? Um, but but yeah. But they don't have anything from him like now. Like, like yeah. he's obviously <laughs> not uh, you know supporting no. uh, this whole thing anyway. Uh, <laughs> Do you think he cast a spell to make this suck? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he tried to cast a spell to make this suck? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, that would work, except for the fact that uh, you don't think it sucks. No, I don't, yeah, that's why I'm saying I think yeah. he tried. <laughs> I'm sure he tried. Uh, but you know, I mean, I don't know. It's just like <sighs> I, I, it's funny because this is the exact same review that I would have given for uh, the Doc Manhattan miniseries because that's the only other before Watchmen I tried reading. Okay, and I found it. Completely boring and uninteresting, and right. just and why bother? Uh-huh. Um, but that, that's exactly how I felt about that one. But okay. for some reason, I I don't know. I, I think I just love his art so much that I could read like you just look past it. A manual on how to wipe your ass right. if he illustrated it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. Like, like uh, I also felt that he was, and I don't think it's anything like you know, like you were talking about with like the the grid layout of anything, but but I do feel like there were some panels where he was just trying really too hard to sort of homage or mesh into like the the feel of the original Watchmen book. Right. Uh, that that I don't know. I was distracted a lot by by stuff like that, and again pulled off incredibly well. Right. But but in the end, it just feels kind of. Pointless and a little wanky, right? Yeah, you know. it's yeah. I I mean I I get what you're saying. Like, and maybe maybe those same reasons are the reasons I didn't love it as much as I thought I would. Right. But it didn't it didn't hamper it as much for me. Like right. like I can see where you're coming from, and it, I don't disagree. But my level of enjoyment was was higher. Yeah, and and I had some other issues with it as well as like uh. uh the sort of lack of an obvious overarch- overarching reason for this book to be around. Like, like the first four issues of it all just seem like just random snippets of the past. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Like, by the fifth and sixth issue, like, there's almost kind of a connective tissue. Like, like uh, I mean, there is a connective tissue, obviously. It's about these characters, and we're seeing... His, about the memoir. And, about the memoir, and then him going around to the surviving members of, of the team and getting their opinions on his book and you know, dealing with that. But then we get the flashbacks, and the flashbacks is where like you know the the thread between them doesn't seem as obvious other than right. it's just what he's writing about in his book. But yeah. then, you know, we get to the point where, like, it does sort of turn into like you know the, this not so good person who has been like with them <laughs> this entire time and you know affected like you know some of the stories uh but, but we don't get that until like you know the the last issue or so well I, I like it i mean i mean part of that is part of that is what i thought was cool though i've always like 
the backstory parts, just seeing the characters, like, you know, doing other, you know, I don't know, doing other things and how, how they all kind of, you know, became together. And it's like when I used to watch the mask cartoon when I was a kid, my favorite part of that was always like whenever they would summon, uh, Matt Tracker and Bruce Sato and all those people, like you would see whatever they were doing and then like how they like, you know, would have to leave their job and or do whatever and get together. Like I always love that backstory stuff, but, um, I don't know if this this connects at all, but but I I don't think it does. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just want to go watch a mask now, but <laughs> but um, no, I liked how like the whole point of him trying to write the memoir is to like have this definitive truth, and and it basically comes back around you know without spoiling anything to say there is no actual truth. It's all just how you how perceive you perceive it, it. Right. and uh and it and it comes back to to you know to proves to him at the end that. Maybe his version of the truth isn't the actual truth, and uh, I don't know. I just, I just think that's an interesting concept for a superior team. It's, I mean, you know, they're not always goody goody, and that's obviously what the original Watchmen series was about. Right. You know, but that may also play a part into my thing. Is that like I'm kind of tired of just cynical, yeah, dirty superheroes. Right. I I agree with that too. Like I wish superhero books were more fun and less realistic and grimy. Right. Um. But it, I don't know. This one, this one I enjoyed though. Yeah. Um, but, but, I don't know. It, it also just comes down to me again, just the character stories were already told. Yeah. Uh, like, like, you know, the, the, the text excerpts of, of Under the Hood, you know, the book he's writing, yeah. are, are in, you know, the original version of, uh, or in the original Watchmen. And, like like I said, like uh, after I read this, uh, I kind of flipped through it, and you know, I, I, you know, focused on those part or like any of the flashback scenes that they showed, uh, and it was just you know, like like everything was covered in that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I I did like the stuff with uh, Night Allen. What, what was her name? The the uh, silhouette silhouette. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, it kind of built upon their relationship a little bit more. Yeah, and I would have liked to have seen more of that. Yeah, you know, just just something that. I mean, because she's a character who, in you know, the original book, is just dead. Right. You know. Yeah. It's just one. Yeah, it's the one yeah, where they like wrote in blood like horrors or lesbian horrors. Yeah. Uh, which is a thing that you and I just yell out every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, yeah, I would have liked to have seen more of that relationship and that that team. You know, because she's a character that doesn't really matter in the overall Watchmen story. Right. Uh, but you know she is only plays a small part in this book, and everything that isn't about her I found just to be just uninteresting. You know, and then again, uh, you know the Mothman character I thought was fairly interesting. So, oh yeah, you know his relationship with Night Owl, his his drinking problems. Right, right. Because you know again flipping through the original, he's just sort of played off as a joke. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know here he has a little more depth to him. Yeah, I liked seeing that kind of thing. Right. Uh, but I just felt that overall it was just, you know, filling in stuff that wasn't necessary. Um, yeah. I felt one expansion, uh, which is the, the relationship between Captain Metropolis and uh, Hooded Justice. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, as far as I know, 
has just been sort of like an internet fan rumor for years. <laughs> right. Uh, and so it just bothers me to see that put to the printed page, like in, in that particular manner, just because I think it all stems from, uh, there's a scene in the original Watchmen where, uh, it's when, uh, uh, the new Silk Spectre and, uh, the new Night Owl are, uh, having dinner together. And like okay. in the background, you see these two older gentlemen sitting at a table, uh, like holding hands and then like, you know, sitting right next to each other, obviously, you know, a couple. Right. Uh, and they're both wearing bow ties that also happen to look like superhero masks, like domino masks. Okay. And so people are like, oh, that's Captain Metropolis and the Hood of Justice. Huh. And they're, you know, just uh, living their life as a, as a couple happy together, you know, after all these years. And so it just sort of... I never, okay, I never caught that. Yeah. And so, but like, you know, it's a thing... That it was just a rumor, like like you know, you, like one of the characters maybe kind of looks like Captain Metropolis, <laughs> right. but you can't really tell. Uh, and so like it just sort of blew up on the internet about that, and so like it just seems like Darwin Cook just took that and said, "Okay, I'll make this a right. fact." This is what you, this is what the people want, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, just I don't know, it's. Just one of those things that just kept taking me out of the book okay. and just continuously. And, like, 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 I don't have a thing against, you know, like, oh, they were a gay couple, fuck this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't care. I, yeah, because, I mean, you knew, the, you knew one of the characters yeah. was gay. I mean, that's... Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just more offended that uh, Darwin Cook apparently gave uh, fans some power. <laughs> and that is never a thing that you want in the comic <laughs> industry. <laughs> I don't know, they they let the fans vote to kill Robin in the 80s, and that... <laughs> That worked well, out. Well, that did work out yeah. and, uh, for the best yeah. until they brought him back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm just, maybe I'm just more disappointed that I didn't like a Darwin cookbook. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I, I guess, to be fair, uh, I didn't particularly enjoy Selena's big score either. Right, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it could have been better, but yeah, I thought it was still good. And again, enjoyed looking at the artwork. And, I enjoyed that a lot. And and I honestly think, I mean, maybe I've gotten stupider over the years. Of but, course. Yeah, of course. But I I think I would be reluctant to to make the plunge to reread The Watchmen because it's just so dense and dry yeah. and like you know and like it's you've heard so much about it you know you've seen the movie and blah right. blah. But like I would like this is a, this was just a lot easier and like maybe that's what i think it was more fun because it it seemed more inviting to read like it didn't seem like you were doing your thesis paper right it seemed like you were just enjoying you know enjoying a class that you like you know about a subject you like um where the watchman seems like more of an endeavor to get through yeah i don't know because i mean like like a, when when the movie came out like i wanted to reread the book before the the movie came out and um like i tried and uh, I just found it to be kind of just, just hard to get through. And, and not because, you know, uh, I'm getting dumber or anything like that. Because I read it, you know, first when I was like, you know, 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And, and then read it numerous times after that, you know. Uh, I, th- I think it's just a matter of us getting older and having different tastes. Right. And, and that's just not the kind of thing that we're into anymore. And yeah. just sort of. You know, deconstructing yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, uh, 
Mark Miller put out preview pages for one of his new books coming out, the one that Frank Quietly is drawing. Oh, okay. And, uh, like, it had, like, some dialogue, and it's about superheroes, and they're, like, you know, talking about uh, corporate sponsorship and how there's nobody cool to fight anymore and there's no <laughs> villains. And I was like, oh. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I wasn't really wanting to buy that book anyway because Mark Miller wrote it. But I definitely don't want to get it now, you know, despite the fact that I have, like, a giant man crush on Frank Quietly. Right. You know. Is it because um, they're ripping off Flyfield's Youngblood concept? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And also, it just, yeah, I don't, I don't want right. cynical, snarky, bullshit superheroes. If it has to make fun of superheroes, at least make it fun, like the Tick or, right, or yeah, the Flaming yeah. Carrot or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I'm just tired of that type of comic. Right. And, uh, so, you know, yeah, <laughs> I guess, you know, yeah. we're, 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 we're almost, over it. Like, yeah. you're over it and I'm almost over it. Right, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I know you love the movie. Uh, but, the Watchmen movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I tried to, or I did rewatch it uh, not that long ago, and I uh, just kind of, Felt like that was hard to get through too. Really, okay. found it kind of just a little too much. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, it's not a movie I'd watch every week or maybe not even every year, but I I, I did really enjoy it and quite a bit. And uh, I and much probably, like the comic, I enjoyed that the very yeah. first time I watched it too. Right. Yeah. Did uh no? You read this uh, digitally, right? Yeah. And I read this paperly. Right. Um. Mine had backup stories. Yeah. The, uh, the, the black the pirate, black, yeah. black. What's it called? Sorry, say black. Black hood. flag. Black flag. Yeah. <laughs> um, had Henry Rollins and, uh, <laughs> and Chuck Dukowski. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't read that. The backup stuff. I didn't either. Okay. Because yeah. well, I I was going because well, I hated the pirate comic in the original comic. Yeah, that was like yeah, it was kind of yeah. it just seemed unnecessary. But I was going to read it, but I realized that it was another. You know, maybe a uh, corporate scheme to get you to buy a bunch of other books. It because was, like, reprinted in, or, like, it, the different chapters were in the different, different books. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, like, it's not like Minutemen 1 through 6 has the first six parts. It's, like, part 1, part 4, part right, 6. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, bastards. Yeah, I wasn't going to read those anyway, but, yeah, that also was a definite deterrent. Right. Because, uh, well, obviously, I wasn't going to read any of them, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so you didn't even read the number ones before you got rid of them? Nope. Okay. Yeah. So this is the only one that you've this read. This is the only yeah. one that I've uh, read any of. I think this is the only one I will read other than I might buy the dollar bill one just because like, I think that character is hilarious. I mean, he's like basically a superhero that just hangs out in the bank all right, the time. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's just a one shot. Like it's just a single issue book. So right. I might actually read that one. I think, uh, if, gun to head someone said you have to read another one of these right i would probably go silk specter yeah that's darwin uh, cook and darwin cook and amanda connor, connor. Yeah. and that one does actually look like it has some fun to it but that just may be because amanda connor's work just her, has that oh, quality yeah. to it her art's very very awesome right and i mean initially like i wanted to read the rorschach and uh the comedian because i like brian azarello and uh i think lee bermejo drew the rorschach one yeah, J.G. Yeah. Jones drew the comedian. I'm kind of tempted to read the comedian one, actually. Uh, and again, like all the, well, most of them, like uh, 
Ozymane Diaz has Len Wein. I, I don't. But the art's that. awesome. But Jay, the art looks great. Jay, Jay Lee. Lee. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, the Night Owl uh, has uh, the Joe Kubert art, but you know Jay Michael Jasinski wrote it. And <laughs> much not, care. Not I'm not. I don't dislike anything that he's ever written, but I don't love anything that he's ever written. Right. And also, you know, I think. Adam Kubert did the pencils on that one, and Joe Kubert was doing the inks. I can never remember which Andy and which one's Andy, and which one's Adam. Yeah, there's the bad one, and then there's the less bad one. Yeah, yeah. and then there's Joe, who yeah. was the good one. He was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, uh, you know, we're we're split on this one. Uh, yeah. But I guess honestly, it's just going to come down to what you think about the original book, whether you love it or not. Yeah, hey, this might actually be something that people that aren't too familiar with the Watchmen would enjoy more because I mean Maybe. you don't you don't have to know the Watchmen story. I mean it ties in, but I, I will say you know I probably would have enjoyed it more had I never read the Watchmen, mm-hmm. just because I wouldn't have known all the where it was going. Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Pretty art. Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful art. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, take a break. Yeah. Welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hi, buddy. Hi, pal. What's up? Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl. <laughs> so, so we're recording this before. Uh, I mean, the game started, but we haven't not either one seen a minute of it. Nope. Um, it's been. Uh, I think it started like six thirty, something like that. And it's like a little bit after eight right now. Yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna bet. Uh, I'm gonna bet the 49ers win. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna bet they win. 24 to 14. Okay, I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you agree with me on that, but not on the minimum. Yep. All right. Well, it's because I give even less of a shit about <laughs> the football. Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even want to put the energy into thinking about uh, the team names or the scores. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hopefully we'll sell some football cards tomorrow. Hopefully. Nice. Good luck to you. Yeah. Yeah. I won't be there. Okay. Fuck that place. <laughs> you, you sound as if you have something against that place that you work at. Yeah. I have nothing against the place other than most things about it. <laughs> <laughs> I started to say, like, I don't have anything against it, but yeah, I kind of do, really. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of I'm getting bored with working there so yeah. might be moving on this is a thing that you have said every episode for four years <laughs> I'm, I'm slowly walking down that the road to get get my life in gear i'll be an adult eventually yeah <sighs> fuck it it's awful being an adult uh, i mean i'm not an adult i couldn't tell you for sure but you've watched other adults i've watched other yeah. adults and i do not want to do that yeah oh <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. Huh, huh. So what? What's up? Uh, not too much. Yeah. Going through some some uh, difficulties uh, in the past week or so that I'm not going to get uh, into. Uh, but uh, let's just say that uh, Nicole from Heartland Federal Credit Union can go fuck herself. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. This goes out to Nicole. Yeah. And uh, some other family issues that are uh, apparently coming up that are going to affect my life for the next uh, couple of months. So uh, I wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but um, So uh, during that uh, previous segment, I mentioned uh, an artist by the name of Adam Hughes. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who once uh, ruined my life. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, kind of put me in a, uh, in a in a deep depression for about six months or so. Uh, you, you may recall being there for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was there. Uh, well, I, uh, you put your pins away. I put my pins away. I drew very little, and when I did, I hated every single moment of it. Uh, all because I... Uh, I read his uh, his art book from uh, from DC, and it uh, kind of just uh, broke me. Uh, just just because I was absorbing like everything about it, and just realizing that I will never be that good. Aww. And, uh, uh, so then it uh, took me a while, but uh, I managed to get out of it by doing uh, that uh, sketch a day thing that I was doing. Oh yeah, yeah. There. And uh, like like that was tough to get through and, 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 uh, but, but I did it and I was productive and, you know, I mean, it was pointless and stupid and, you know, like but, all art, like all art, but, but this more so because I didn't really have any sort of goal to it. I was just drawing to draw and then just to make sure that I was, you know, not being a lazy piece of shit right. uh, who, you know, hated himself and, uh, you know, I, I, 
I would say that out of the 369 days that I drew something, probably about 30 of them are worth talking about. Uh, uh, but but I was doing something. Yeah, and sometimes that's all you need. Every right. every piece of art doesn't have to be a, a masterpiece. It just has yeah. to. And I was obviously joking when I said art is crap. I I love all right. art, right. no matter how good or bad it is. That makes no sense. Well, no, I mean, I love, like, like people I know making art. I okay. think that's exciting, yeah. no matter, you know, what level they are or whatever. Right. So, uh, so, so, uh, so when I stopped doing that, like, I had some plans. I was going to do some stuff, but I was going to, like, you know, kind of pace it back and, and, and take it slow and, and, and just, you know, sort of uh, make sure that uh, anything that I did was going to be uh, of a quality. Right, right. Uh, or at least the best that I can put out. Uh, took a commissions list and uh, did approximately two yeah, out of yeah. that entire list. Uh, and then uh, did nothing else uh, the rest of that year. Um, and uh, so so basically uh, this past year, uh, between uh, 2012 through now, has been uh, the least productive of my life. Oh, man. Uh, especially artistically. Hey, and you get some... Good stuff, John. Uh, not really, and, and, and very little of it. I uh, didn't accomplish a damn thing. I, I didn't uh, hit any of the goals that I maybe had set for myself. Right. I didn't do anything. And then, in like the past six months or so, like I basically drove myself down into that sort of, you know, post Adam Hughes, you know, depression again, mm. and like just struggling to draw anything at all it was just just a pain mm-hmm. and uh but but i didn't have adam hughes to blame this time <laughs> right uh so uh uh i'm doing the sketch a day thing again are you really yeah when when you're starting uh started on uh friday that's awesome that's awesome i uh i have a, a tumblr page which uh, no one should go to uh but it is a uh all I've been doing there is just reposting all of my old art on my blog. And uh, so on February 1st, it, uh, I've been going through my blog chronologically, you know, just picking mm-hmm. out, you know, just the stuff that I don't find to be completely horrible and right. posting it on my Tumblr page. Uh, and on February 1st, I basically hit the point where I started the original sketch a day, like, you know, the, the very first piece for that hey, Okay, uh, was the day that I was going to post that. Uh, which was February 1st, 2011. Ah. And so I posted it, and, like, I wrote this thing about it, how, like, two years ago to this exact same day, like, just by complete coincidence, you know, I started the Daily Sketcher blog, and in the process of posting that to Tumblr, I decided that I was going to start again. That's awesome. Uh, just because the, this has been the least productive year of my life, and... Uh, the one thing that helped me get out of that was just forcing myself to draw. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, Seanborn.net. I am posting uh, something a day. I will be back there. Um, it's. Uh, I'm not going to stop either. I'm not giving it a year. I'm just going to keep doing it until until I figure out what I'm doing in my life. And, and you know, just, just putting my life together i guess right right because uh, there's got to be something right yeah oh yeah i think uh, i think there is you know and the, if you're putting out creative energy it'll come back to you i think i, I hope 
I, I, I really think that. Like, like, the, like, I don't have the skills to do sequential work, but I, I want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, but I know that that's a thing that if I do, I'm not going to be able to post everything a day on that. Cause you know, then, you know, why would I, why would I make a comic and then give it away for free? Right. Uh, panel at a time. <laughs> uh, I think you can do sequential but, work. I've seen, I've seen good ones. I think, yeah. I think maybe your strong suit right now is illustrations, yeah. but I, I don't think that, I don't think that's, you know, separate. I don't think you have to only be able to be good at one or the other. Well, no, but you sh- you know, uh, to, in order to do sequential stuff, you have to be good at that. And that is right. an entirely different skill set than doing the stuff that I might be considered good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just, you know, single illustrative, you know, pinups or whatever. I guess uh, you. you know, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not good at doing sequential stuff, no matter whatever you say or whatever you think. It is not a skill set that I have. It's something that I could probably learn, but it's going to take time and dedication and, that's basically where I falter okay. is the, the motivation part of it I gotcha. <laughs> to, the, to force myself to learn how to do stuff like that. Uh, so there may be a point where I'm putting up just maybe like, you know, two or three panel strips at some point just to sort of practice. Okay. That's cool. But you know, yeah, I'm not, uh, decided that, uh, the thing that ruined me this past year was the fact that I stopped. Yeah, I shouldn't have stopped. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that was a benchmark a year. You're like, oh, I need a break. Yeah, yeah. I can understand that. Uh, but I, I didn't need the break. I, I needed to keep doing it, right? Because uh, the break ruined me. No, that's awesome. I'm actually genuinely excited to to see that continue. Yeah. Well, so, so far there's three days worth of stuff up there, and they're all terrible. Awesome. I will look at them tonight. <laughs> Uh, uh, but but yeah, so there's a goal in mind, but I just don't know what it is yet, and I'm gonna try to figure it out, and uh, and everybody's gonna see a lot of post-it noodles until I do. See, I think I think uh, I think life's organic, and learning is uh, you know always organic. You don't have to have a a strict like you know goal inside. It's just like you're constantly evolving and changing. But you do need a goal. Well, I mean, Cause, I mean, cause I mean that's... you need goals, but but it's not like. I mean, it can, it can, like, you can be going one direction and just completely change and veer off to the left and go up and circle right, around. But, with, but you, you do need, I feel anyway, just from my experience, or, or maybe it's just my own personality that, that I need this, that I need at least the bare minimum goal of putting something up on yeah. my blog every day. Oh, yeah. No, I'll agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, go, if go. I don't do that, then I'm not doing anything, and I'm just going to play video games or organize my comics. No, I'm saying I'm saying goals are good. Yeah. But, but uh, And trust me, I would much rather right now be organizing my <laughs> comics or playing video games. You know, that might actually, because you've been going through your entire comic collection, that might work as a good inspiration, too, because you're seeing all this artwork that you, that you like. No, it's know. not. It's not? No, if anything, it hurts. Oh. Because uh, lifting up stacks of comics is painful, oh, yeah. and I have a lot of paper cuts right now that, uh, <laughs> like in my cuticles and shit, uh, <laughs> I am bleeding a lot right. lately. Are uh, you menstruating? Uh, mm. Well, on top of that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on top of your comics? Uh, yeah. Don't I bring sit those on a stack. Don't bring those into Mavericks. 
know you've been trading away <laughs> some of the ones you don't want. I'm only menstruating on the ones I'm keeping. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, like yeah. my entire run of uh, John Burns' uh, West Coast Avengers. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, that could use a good menstruation on it. <laughs> I decided that uh, the vision needed color. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. Because that's when the vision was yeah, like he's, the all white. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. That's what that is. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you can, while you're visiting Eric's website, you can also pop on over to buyerbeware.guttertrash.net because I posted the first thing since September on there. Nice. Yesterday, I think, or day before. Yeah. So. Check it out, bitches. Uh, but, but nothing that uh, you like. Uh, you probably won't post anything else again. Oh, like never again. Never again. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, I figured out until until my computer's back up and running. I got a digital camera for Christmas, uh-huh. and if I really want to take a photo of something and put it on there, I can do that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it obviously doesn't have the same like look as a nice clean scan. Yeah, right. But but uh, yeah, I, I took a photo of something. And, well, that's um, weird because the thing that you posted today, you have an entire file folder full of scans of that thing. <laughs> I do. Yeah, you're right. I do. Yeah. But but I don't I don't have the capability to resize them or anything. Like they're they're big. They're pretty big scans. I don't want to put giant scans on there. No, you're right. That I do. I just don't have uh, the means to size them okay. for web web display. But. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So check us out. We're we're out there. We're we're doing stuff. That's right. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Twenty thirteen is the year. Twenty thirteen is the year that I remove myself from society and that I maybe start doing some stuff like, again. You know, a lot of the great artists uh, have done both of those things. Yeah. Well, part of the remove from society thing may be that I might die before the end of the year. Oh, I hope. that is going to put a crimp in productivity. Well, that. Is you, unless but you're like I am Tupac. longing for the relief that death will bring. Well, that's terrible. I, again, I think I've said this before. I'm not actively trying to kill myself, right. but if I happen to die, I'm totally okay with it. Oh, that's awful. Either that or I just stop becoming friends with everybody. Well, that's bad, too. <laughs> no, well, I think... Stop being dicks, people. Maybe, maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll... Invite s- me to things, fuckers. <laughs> we'll slowly tweak your... Uh, tweak your... Uh, Vision there. Get you, get you on the right page. Get, I'll get you to a hockey game. I'm get, right. I got tickets coming up. Yeah. Unfortunately, the the news that I found out this week may may conflict with some of that stuff. Mm. So, uh, like I said, the next three months of my life may be completely up in the air. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Uh, so I have to. I will have to play things by ear on a daily basis. Depending on how things go. Well, that sounds fun. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I already know that I'm losing at least a day of work next week because of this. So. Right. Anyway. I don't want to talk about that too much. Yeah. It's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I've been watching a stupid TV show. Oh, yeah? Which one? It's called Breakout Kings. Never heard of it? Yeah. Have I? Have I heard of it? I don't okay. think so. Okay. It, it's dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. Like like Ray Romano TV show dumb? Or? No, not that dumb. Uh, but like Law and Order dumb. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a show about a thing. Uh, no, it's it's about a it's a it's a cop show kind of uh, about uh, two cops who put together a uh, a crack team of convicts. 
who track down people who have broken out of prison. Okay. And the convicts uh, get uh, time shaved off of their sentences in, uh, in uh, exchange for their help. Is one of the characters Deadshot? Uh, no, no. No? Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I never saw the uh, the parallel there. Uh, it's kind of Suicide Squatty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's uh, created by the, the guys who did uh, the show Prison Break. Okay. Uh, which was another incredibly dumb show uh, that I got so dumb that I stopped watching it after the first season. Uh, but they had a, a character from Prison Break show up in the breakout case. Oh, as the same character. As the same yeah, character. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and I thought to myself, you know, like uh, Richard Belzer has played uh, Detective Munch in like seven or eight different television shows. <laughs> Uh, I kind of want to see that guy play Teabag in, like, all the television yeah. shows. That, that, that was his character, Teabag? His character, his uh, name was Teabag. Nice. He was a uh, homicidal, pedophile, rapist oh, guy. Wow. Uh, With a name like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> uh, but, like, the, uh, the, the only parts of the show that I find uh, remotely watchable or entertaining are uh, two of the actors. Uh, one guy who was on a show that I love called The Wire. Okay. And uh, the other guy is, uh, he's been like in a bunch of things that I've seen, but like the first thing that I ever saw him in was uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, the two brothers uh, who, uh, like, they're really gross and. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> those guys. Uh, the, one of those, uh, one of those brothers is on the show. And uh, I just I find that guy entertaining no matter what. Oh, yeah. Is that show still on? That's always funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. Dan DeVito's still on? Oh, yeah. Wow, nice. That's awesome. Well, that's cool. So, yeah, that's all I've been doing, really. I, uh, I've been watching Coen Brothers movies this week. Who? Yeah. For any reason? Uh, the library had some of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, all I've been, uh, that's all I've been watching. All right. I think. Did I watch? Oh, I watched the uh, Best Worst movie, mm-hmm. the uh, Behind the Scenes of Troll 2. That was fun. Yeah, it's an alright movie. Yeah. Yeah, good times, good times. Speaking of movies. Ooh. Should I pick one? Like, you could. Like, I don't know if that's to the point no, where we're no, at. Sure. We're at that no, point. We can cut this short. I don't, I don't care. Well, I don't know. We got Super Bowls to watch. Yeah. We got, we got Super Bowls to watch. Who? You who? Can go for a snack or something? Do you know who was the uh, halftime person today? Uh, no. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Okay. Um, ACDC. Oh, then we definitely got to cut this show. <laughs> Hope they do that one song that sounds like, you know, that riff. That right, yeah. It's rocking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Um, <laughs> I was thinking we could watch a film. A film? A film called Dark Country. Are you familiar with a film called Dark Country? I am not. It's a... Uh, it's a Thomas Jane movie. Okay, I am actually slightly more familiar with it now. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he directed it and stars in it. Okay, and I know for a fact it was turned into a comic yes. that I own that yeah. I have not read yet. Okay, would you rather read that than? Uh... Well, well, I think the comic or the movie came first, right? And then the comic. So I want to watch the movie before I read the comic. Okay, then. And don't worry, I'm not gonna subsequently just pick the comic. Okay, all right, all right. yeah, unless. We decide that down right. the road. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, if you're down with that. Uh, sure. I got to... Uh, wait a minute. 
Is Steve Niles involved in any sort of? I don't way? believe so. I don't believe. I think Tim Bradstreet is. Okay. I think he helped design, do some design work. Okay. Because, because uh, if, if it's a Steve Niles, I will veto. I don't believe so. I think it's Steve Niles is a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I have Dark Country, the graphic novel, is weird because it, it's like it has the comic, and then after the comic is like some production sketches that Tim Bradstreet did. And after that is the original, like, typed out prose story that it's based on. And that was written by, you know, it wasn't Steve Niles. It was some other, some other guy. I can't remember. So I don't think Steve Niles had anything to do with it. Because I know they're buds. Uh, Thomas Jane and Steve Niles. So, uh, you want to look it up before you choose not to veto? Uh, (laughs) No, we'll go ahead and do it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Dark country. Dark country. Let's do it. Let's do it. Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> huh? I don't know. Is that it? Is that the end of this thing? <laughs> Bye. I just wanted to see how long you can flounder. Oh, I can. I've been doing it for 219 episodes. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, goodbye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>